Hey everybody, welcome to the BSN Rams podcast presented by Canyon Bakehouse. Before we jump into the show, I want to tell you about the delicious, certified gluten-free breads, bagels, English muffins, and other baked goods that are made right here in Johnstown, Colorado. Canyon Bakehouse's gluten, dairy, nut, and soy-free products make it easy for families to enjoy the taste and texture of fresh bread so everyone can love bread again. Find them at any major grocery store in the freezer or fresh bread aisle, or purchase online and visit canyonglutenfree.com to grab a coupon. Off a high screen, Dorian kicked to the corner, Feirano for three. It's good with the foul! And back to throw is the quarterback, and Hayward is sacked by Joey Porter. Page takes it in, scores. J.D. Stevens lets it go, and there's your touchdown. Michael Gallup. Got it down low. Hornung. Dunk! And here come the students. Leading by 10. Here's Van Pelt. He's at the five. Touchdown, Colorado State. What's up, Colorado State fans? We're back with another edition of the BSN Rams podcast presented by Canyon Bakehouse. You know, we've been talking a lot about this CSU Toledo football game, obviously massive implications as I've kind of, I don't know, just I've really beaten the point to death that the Rams, they got to win this game. If, if you want to make a bowl game, you got to find a way to win this game. The Mountain West as a whole really looks strong this year, I think. The league from top to bottom is is a lot more competitive than it's been in, in quite some time, and that's a great thing for the Mountain West, but that's not a great thing for a team who, you know, they didn't start the year quite as hot as they would have liked to have. Coming off of a 3-9 and nine season, you'd like to come out of the gate, maybe go 3-1 and one in non-conference play. At the very minimum, you got to go 2-2. Two and two. So, you know, just a win over Toledo here, it's, it's just going to salvage that's not even the right word because that that would be implying that without a win you can't you know you can't make a successful season and and that's definitely not the case but you're just going to be putting yourself in a really difficult position if you if you lose this game it's you know it's already an uphill battle for CSU moving forward you don't want to be going you know uphill and walking backwards at the same time that's a really crappy metaphor but you guys get what I'm saying, this is a game that the Rams cannot afford to lose. They they have to find a way to win, and it's going to be difficult because as I tweeted out today, the more and more I watch this Toledo team, the more I feel, you know, they're as good, if not better, than that Arkansas team. I actually think their athletes at the skill position are pretty comparable. I think they have a better quarterback in Mitchell Guadani, and, you know, their defense is it's solid. It's I think it's more consistent more complete than Arkansas is it's it's kind of a a weird it's just it's a two four five so they're really operating with five defensive backs almost all the time 
you know, at, at certain points, one of those guys is he's really more like a hybrid linebacker, a guy that you're going to play near the line of scrimmage, crash on some blitz and blitzes and stuff like that. So it's not, it's not super different than what you're used to, especially given how many defenses are operating out of multi defensive back schemes, you know, frequently anyways, it's not like it's, it's something you don't see what's odd about Toledo is they just do it all the time. They're, they're always in that same package. So going to be interesting. I asked Warren Jackson and and Justice McCoy. I asked a couple other people just like, how do you attack a defense like this? Does it, does it open up some opportunities in the run game? Justice McCoy said he feels like it will. Um, Bobo said it, it doesn't really change a whole lot just based on how much they take one of those defensive backs and, and they bring him towards the line of scrimmage and they have him crash and stuff like that. So we shall see. But really big game coming up with CSU Toledo. We'll obviously talk about that more. But one of the, the things I wanted to go over is just what's happening in Agland. What's happening with some of these other CSU athletic teams? There's obviously a ton of teams in season right now with it being the fall. So we're just going to kind of go over what's going on with each of these teams. You know, CSU Volleyball coming off of a big sweep over Northern Colorado. Not really shocking. The Rams are 24-6 and all time after that victory. Now have won 19 straight over the in-state rivals, if you can call it that. Not really a rivalry, but it's, it's, a, it's a fun game between programs. The sweep was CSU's seventh of the season. They are 8-1 thus far. The Rams will be back in action against Cal Poly Thursday night and then Oregon State Friday night. That's a part of a, a tournament that CSU is hosting here in Fort Collins. So great to see Tom Hilbert and the Rams off to another hot start. You know, we're pretty used to seeing them dominate in non-conference play. This is nothing new. We'll be curious to see if any of the other teams that traditionally compete well in volleyball end up giving the Rams a run for their money. Wyoming is one of those programs that comes to mind. They're usually fairly competitive, but overall, CSU, they pretty much run this league, and this Rams team this year is something special, man. They got a ton of experience, and they're playing well. There's a reason that they had four players picked preseason, all first team Mountain West. They were the preseason favorite. They had the preseason player of the year. They dominate, and they're they're playing some dominant volleyball right now. Shout out to them. Along with them, Colorado State Soccer off to the best start in program history. They're 4-1-1 through six games. Big reason why has been the play of Gabby McDonald between the pipes. Rams sophomore goaltender has really been phenomenal. Already has three shutouts on the season. Last Friday against DU, she had eight saves and a 1-0 victory. Recently, McDonald was named the Mountain West Defensive Player of the Week. CSU Soccer will be back on the road this weekend with a game Friday night. They're going to be taking on Valparaiso. That's at 7 p.m. Mountain Time, followed by a Sunday matinee versus Marquette. That'll start at 2. Moving on, CSU Men's Golf coming off of a sixth win in the Ram Master Invitational. That's the annual golf tournament hosted by CSU Men's Golf. Uh, they closed out with 9 under 831 for the tournament. That is the their second lowest team hole or team finish, I should say, in program history. Uh, three guys finish in the top 10, two guys finish in the top 5. So really strong showing for the Rams after 
kind of a, a little bit of a slow start, but they're they're doing well. They always play they always play well in this tournament, and that's a program that's really started to blossom these last couple of years. They've had a lot of success. Hopefully, they'll be able to translate that moving forward. Uh, along with that, Colorado State men's cross country moved up three spots in the rankings. They are now number 14 in the USTFCCCA National Coaches Poll. That is a mouthful. That was announced on Tuesday, though. Uh, the Rams leapfrogged Wyoming, Ole Miss, and Indiana in the process. So some CSU fans want to take some shots at Wyoming. Rams haven't won in football in a couple of years, but the men's cross country team did leapfrog the Pokes in the standings uh last in their in their most recent performance the rams placed third at a wyoming invite that was back on september 6th in cheyenne in all seven rams finished in the top 25 including two freshmen so good to see csu men's cross country off to another hot start yeah as we said there's just there's a lot of exciting stuff going on on campus I wish that I had time to write about it all. I wish I had time to attend all of these events. Really, if we had a bigger staff, you know, we would we would get to to more of these, but I certainly keep up with everything and, and follow it, and I get to as many of those as I can. Don't necessarily write about them, but just take them in and, and experience it all. It's it's a fun time to be a CSU Ram. I know things are are not so hot on the on the football side at the moment, though they're there's reason for optimism. I don't think, I don't think this season is is over because Colin Hill is injured. Obviously, the talent you have at the skill positions that that doesn't just go away. You know, Dante Wright, Warren Jackson. Now you got Auburn transfer Nate Craig Myers. All these guys, they are still in the mix, but you you need the defense to get a lot better. And uh, yeah, you're gonna need Patrick O'Brien or Justice McCoy, whoever. It ends up being in the long term, probably going to be Patrick O'Brien, at least at the beginning. He's certainly been repping with the ones this week. He's likely going to start. I don't think Bobo's actually come out and claimed officially that he's the starter. But yeah, need Patrick O'Brien to have a big game in his first start ever. Going to have an article about that on the website for subscribers, so if you are not a subscriber to BSN Rams, always incentive to. There's a lot of exclusive content on there, as well as audio stories, and you have access to all the other beats, which is is dope because we have a ton of cool stuff going on. But we are going to take just a quick break to hear from our sponsor, Breckenridge Brewery, but we will be right back. It's time to take a second and acknowledge Breckenridge Brewery, the official beer of BSN Denver. Now, for weeks, we've been telling you about the Strawberry Sky, which is a delicious little summer treat that's been immensely popular with beer drinkers around the state. But right now, I want to tell you about Breckenridge's new delicious treat, the Colorado Core. Breckenridge collaborated with Colorado's own Talbot Cider Company to create an apple blonde ale that tastes like late summer in a glass. Brewed with 49% unprocessed apple cider from the fabled Palisade Grand Valley produce region, Colorado Core has the crisp, tart taste of apples with a clean, bone-dry finish. This is a delicious piece of summer. It's something you're going to want to drink throughout the fall while you're watching football. Pairs nicely with some junk food. Highly recommend this delicious summer beer. Get it before the winter is here and get it while the it's still nice and hot and you can enjoy those beautiful Fort Collins afternoons. 
how do you like me now? That's how Shaq Barrett's got to be feeling down in Tampa Bay. The former CSU Ram and former Denver Bronco has been tearing it up with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. He was recently named NFC Defensive Player of the Week after a three-sack performance against Carolina. Anyone that was watching that game watched just how dominant Shaq Barrett was. Play after play after play, Shaq Barrett was in the backfield. It was all over Twitter, a lot of fun to see Shaq getting that love. You know, he kind of he took a smaller deal and uh, took that one-year contract down with the Buccaneers, kind of banking on himself, betting that he would produce and then ultimately be able to come down with a contract. So far, it looks like that decision paid off because Shaq has been a monster with that Buccaneers defense, and anybody that's watched him since his CSU days, that's not surprising to them, but I, I just I got to feel like if you're the Denver Broncos, you're, you're thinking, man, why, uh, why did we let this guy go again? Because uh, through two games, Denver Broncos, zero sacks. That's right, big old zero, a donut. Shaq Barrett had three sacks by himself against the Carolina Panthers, and through two games, the Denver Broncos have none, not one. Really, they haven't even hit the quarterback, and the few times that they have, they pretty much have gotten flagged for it. Don't mean to make light of it. I am a Denver Broncos fan, after all, and I know many of the people that listen to this podcast are as well, but wow, that that's just crazy to me. You know, of all the NFL teams that have gone the first two games with zero sacks and zero turnovers, only one has ever made the playoffs. That was the 2009 Dallas Cowboys not exactly a positive sign if you're the Denver Broncos. Even worse, when you have to watch the guy that you let go, go down and ball out for somewhere else. It's kind of like, you know, when you have a girlfriend and, and you just, you don't appreciate her quite enough. You don't, you don't appreciate the meals that she cooks for you. You don't appreciate the nice things she says to you on a daily basis. You think you're Mr. Big Shot. You think that you should be dating a supermodel or something like that you break up with your girlfriend you realize pretty quickly the world's a harsh place it's a lonely place and uh now you're you're stuck with your tail between your legs thinking man i should have i should have loved my girl more when she was around well that's how the denver broncos are should be feeling about shaq barrett i should have loved him more when he was here because all he did was produce we talked about in the summer how he was going to go down to tampa bay and he was going to put up numbers, that's exactly what he's doing. Why? Because that's all Shaq Barrett has done his entire career. When he is on the field, he's just impossible to block. He's not a guy who's going to impress you because of how he looks in his underwear. or Not that that's not a shot at Shaq or anything like that. Not calling the dude fat, not saying he's ugly, none of the above. But you get my point. You know, he's not Von Miller. He's not completely cut from head to toe. I think especially coming out of college, there were a lot of questions about his body type and whether someone like him would be able to to be just be able to compete. But as we see, he's just an incredibly hard worker and it's just cool. It's cool to see it pay off because so many times, you know, you see these guys that are that are great dudes and hard workers. And for one reason or another, it just it just doesn't work out and they fizzle out of the league. But Shaq was able to to sign with the Buccaneers and, and he's off to a really nice start and hopefully he's able to continue that throughout the season. Hopefully he's able to get a big payday, whether that's with the Buccaneers or somewhere else. Regardless, I mean that he's gonna have the tape. And so somebody's gonna invest in this guy. I know teams seem to 
I don't know. I, I think the the market for pass rushers maybe is coming down a little bit just based on how the how the league is kind of trying to shy away from the big hits. We saw in the first two weeks how many roughing the passer penalties have been called unnecessary roughness, stuff like that. They're very much they're trying to take the violence out of it when it comes to the quarterback. The quarterback guys are obviously the money makers. The league is has driven around offense and putting up points and flash and this and that. So it's not really the smash mouth game that a lot of us fell in love with. Still a great game, still a very entertaining game. It's just different. I hope that doesn't impact Shaq, but at the end of the day, like there's always going to be a coach or a coordinator or, or an organization that that values rushing the passer because even even in a league where you can't hit the quarterback high, if you can get to him and disrupt him, it, it's going to be big because if you don't get in their face, they're they're gonna they're just gonna throw all over you. I mean, I think that's what's happened really to the Broncos in these first two games. They haven't been able to get to, get to the quarterback, and and two pretty average dudes have been able to beat them because of it. And and Derek Carr and Mitch Trubisky. I don't think either one of those guys is going to you know terrify you on paper or anything like that. I'm not trying to say that they're they're awful or anything like that. I actually think Derek Carr is decent, and I think Trubisky's a good athlete. I'm not sure the Bears utilize his skill set best trying to do all this cute trick plays they've been running, but uh, that's a whole different conversation. Kind of went off on a tangent there, but the, the, the entire point was that it's good to see Shaq Barrett succeeding in the NFL. He's not the only one, too. Uh, the Tennessee Titans, Dalen Dawkins has been able to stick on the roster. He kind of bounced back and forth between the practice squad, did get on the active roster for a game or two, I believe, last season may be wrong on that if I am I apologize just kind of remembered him while I was talking about Shaq Barrett so wasn't exactly something I was planning on talking about but it is cool to see how many of these guys are succeeding in the league whether it's Dalen Dawkins whether that's you know I'm not I almost said Ty Sambrilo probably shouldn't say him uh he did get into the game recently and kind of got torched which a lot of Broncos fans or can sympathize with that I think but Michael Gallup, Rashard Higgins, the list goes on and on. It's just cool to see these guys playing in the league. You know, when I grew up as a young CSU fan watching the games like with my family and, and stuff like that, I, I, I would always get so stoked when you would see a, a CSU player that you rooted for and then you'd get to cheer for him in the, in the NFL. There, there weren't a ton of them when I was growing up, so I always, you know, appreciated those players more. I remember playing Madden in the mid 2000s and like adding David Anderson to the Broncos roster because I wanted the CSU guy or going out and getting Joel Dreesen or Eric Pierce or or all of these guys but now you're seeing CSU players not only in the league and succeeding but really just like prominent players prominent roles within their organization Michael Gallup I know he's hurt right now and we uh we're wishing him best it's going to have a minor procedure, it looks like, try and only end up missing a couple of weeks. Hopefully it's nothing major. We've talked a lot about how great of a dude Michael Gallup is. With the Colin Hill stuff, I don't think CSU fans could take losing another guy. And uh, speaking of Colin Hill, I'm actually going to wrap up the podcast talking about him in just a second. But just these NFL dudes, it's it's a lot of fun. It's good for the brand. It's good for recruiting. And it's just fun. It's it's a good reminder that there are a lot of 
of just positive stories that you can focus on even when times get tough. I know that between last football season and the start to this football season, there are probably a lot of Ram fans that are, are not feeling too enthusiastic, not feeling a ton of pride at the moment. And I get it. It's when you start losing, it's easy to get down in the dumps. It's easy to forget the fun times and the good times and the, and that's just part of it. That's just part of being a sports fan. I'm not going to tell those people that they're wrong because I, I get it. I've, I've been that same person and that really that's how I've been with the Colorado Rockies this summer. It's been so frustrating with that team, man. You, you have all these high expectations and then they let you down again and again. So if you were one of those CSU fans, I get it, man. You've, you've been waiting for this program to, to take the, the next step for a long time. And, and it feels like it just is a gut punch over and over again. Every time they lose to an opponent that they should beat, or every time they, they come out flat in a big game or something like that, you know, it's just a gut punch. It's a check to your ego. And that's what makes sports just so crazy. The whole process, it's, it's wild. It's probably not super healthy if we're being completely honest, but Hey, that's, that's what we do. That's what we do as sports fans. We commit all the way wholeheartedly. When things are good, they're great. When they're not so great, they're awful. And we're just going <laughs> to, that's just the process. That's how it works. But the next level Rams, something to be happy about, something to smile about when things are tough, when things are, are not going quite as well. Uh, but the last thing I just kind of wanted to wrap up this podcast with a uh, positive note, if you go over to Brian Roth, Brian Roth, the radio voice of the CSU Rams, hosts uh, a podcast as well, not daily podcast, I should add, the BSN Rams podcast, the only daily podcast uh, that talks CSU in the world. So yeah, kind of cool to <laughs> to post about that. But Brian Roth, great dude, phenomenal talent. He recently had Mike Bobo and kind of talked about Colin Hill and and whether he thought Colin Hill would give up football or not. Mike Bobo seems to be all in on the idea that Colin Hill will return. Uh, hopefully that ends up being the case. I think the, the rehab process of having to go back for a third time and come back from this knee injury is going to be, it's going to be brutal and it's really going to test him. And, but you know, as we've seen, dude's a warrior, can't really phase him. So honestly, it wouldn't surprise me if he came back next season and balled out because that's just the kind of person Colin Hill is. He's, he's a, he's wants to be the best quarterback that Mike Bobo has ever coached. I think at this point, it's safe to say he's probably Mike Bobo's favorite quarterback that he's ever coached. I know that that might hurt the feelings of some of the other guys out there, but when you hear Mike Bobo talk about Colin Hill, the love in his voice is so evident. It's it's really quite amazing, honestly. It's it's pretty cool to see the relationship between those two. I know there are a lot of Ram fans that are, are frustrated with Mike Bobo and and how the, the the progress or the lack thereof in the last five years. And I get that. I, I get it. I really do. I I want to see this team eventually win bowl games and all that too and compete for championships and, and all the other stuff. I mean, as a beat writer, I want to cover a good team. I don't want to cover a bad team. Anyone, the the argument that like you're a thou, like 100% objective, I always thought was silly I think we have a job to do and we have to we have to tell the truth and we have to write things fairly I mean if it's a if it's a total crapshoot 
it's a total crap show if everything sucks you got to say that it sucks because that's that's your job as a beat writer but that hasn't necessarily been the case with this team so far I think that 2018 football team by the end of it there were only so many ways you could say this is not a good football team (laughs) but there is a lot of talent on this team and I think there are positives to build around I think ultimately the Rams may finish a little shy of their their season goals now that they don't have their starting quarterback but there are a lot of positives to build around there was a lot of young talented players and there's a lot of a lot of good stuff to think about and I don't know I just I want to end this podcast basically by wishing Colin Hill well we've talked about it a lot this week not really going to talk about it a whole lot after this just because you know kind of Time to move on. You got to focus on the rest of the season. Patrick O'Brien, Justice McCoy. There's a lot of storylines to be had. As much as everyone in Ram country does love Colin Hill, as much as everyone feels for the guy, at some point we do have to kind of move forward with the season, and and that can't be the the end all excuse. Just because they lost their quarterback doesn't mean this team can can completely fall apart. So we'll see what happens. Going to be. An interesting week. We'll be talking more about the Mountain West, what's happening on Friday. Got a couple of different articles coming out, including an in-depth preview of why this Toledo game matters, how the Rams can win. Did the same thing with Arkansas last week, and that piece was really popular, so I'm looking forward to getting that out to you guys. But yeah, that's about it. I think we can end the podcast there. I appreciate everyone for listening, and you know, hope everyone, you know, it's not quite the weekend, but we're almost there. Hope you Hope you enjoy your Thursday.